The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. You don't want it. You don't need it. But you're going to get it anyway. The Kevin Sheehan Show. Here's Kevin. Uh, Cooley is here with us today on this Friday, August 26th. When I say with us, he's uh, phoning in. Uh, He is out in Wyoming. And man, it has been a while since you've been on the podcast. And people, as you know, as I've told you many times, they beg for you. I just wanted to just tell everybody that right before we started, I just pulled up Cooley's Twitter account for the first time in a while. The last time you tweeted was February 22nd of 2021, so a year and a half ago, and you retweeted the podcast tweet, and you said, today was probably my favorite show this year. Not ex- not exactly sure why, but it was fun, Kev. That was the last time you tweeted. What's going on? What the <laughs> We talk. We talk all the time. Because I haven't tweeted doesn't mean we haven't. I mean, I know that how you keep up with all your friends is Twitter, <laughs> and you're very active on it. Oh yeah, so active, so active. It's uh, just, it's just kind of funny because basically, when you checked out, you from social media, you checked out from social media. Good for you, by the way. And there's no reason for you to be on social media. Um, you're not an attention whore like so many people are. Uh, but I just thought it was funny that it's been a year and a half since you've actually tweeted anything. And it was about this show. Tell everybody <laughs> well, you, how you're you doing. You remember the other, I'm doing great, but you're, you're into something. And so I just wanted to talk about it. I never really, I actually had a lot of Twitter followers. I, I never really got that into it. I didn't check out for any reason other than I just don't give it. I just don't give a crap. <laughs> so when we started our radio show and I started doing that stuff, everyone told me I had to, you have to be a little bit more active to help the show. Right. And so that's, that's why I did that. Well, you, so, uh, that was, once, once that was over, I mean, I don't know who I need to tell my life story to besides you on your podcast. You were active you were active on social media when it first really came about and you were playing i mean we we know about you know a couple of pictures that were sent out on blogs what'd you say 
That, that wasn't Twitter. What was it? MySpace? Facebook? No, it was, it, was, it was a blog. Oh, yeah, you had a blog with, with your brother, right? I, I, I didn't really read it. Right. <laughs> Sorry, but I, I, I didn't. I don't really care at all. When, when and that was, no. that, but that was, uh, you, you were blogging as a player before blogging became super popular. I think I was the first one to do it. My brother wanted to do it with me. And he said, we should do a blog together. And I said, what the hell's a blog? I still don't. I don't think I've looked at anybody else's blog ever. <laughs> anybody ever. You know, the, I don't think I've read a blog. You know, the website's still up for the blog. It's it's chriscooley47.blogspot.com. It's part of the CooleyZone.com. So you had your own website. Was this... This was something you had very little to do with, I, I'm assuming. But the, it looks like you were, I don't even know what the last time. Th- there's a bunch of Carolina Panthers. There's an Anthony Spencer reference here. You, you're ranking different things. Do you, re, do you even know what I'm talking about? I recall doing a lot of things. I don't know what things we did. I don't. Dude, I haven't looked at that in ten years. Well, it's still it's still there. Well, I understand that. There's a picture of the Cooley Gallery, right there in Leesburg. It all. It, it, I'm it's, more interested in how I get into the NFL Network all 22 on this computer, which I can't do. I gave you my. What's your email and password? I, I already gave you my email and password for it. <laughs> I just say it. Just say it. So no, no I'm not going to say it. Because then people will be logging well, I mean, in. I'm and... my profile. I can I can edit the profile. I can change the password. I can manage my favorite team and manage my subscriptions. But I don't know how to go. I don't know how to go to NFL.com. What do you mean you don't? I, I don't understand. What do you mean you don't have? Oh, I got it. I got it. I just clicked buttons and it went in. Oh my God, Jesus! I gave this to you a week. So, I gave this to NFL. you a week com ago. Is a, 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 Sometimes interesting to navigate, in my opinion. Well, I think that the All-22, the changes that they made to it last year, made it much more difficult to use. It used to be a hell of a lot easier. And they made changes to it last year. We talked about this, I think, on one of the podcasts last year. The changes were not user-friendly. Um, and they ha- they do have a lot of issues with the All-22. I actually thought about reaching out to them to say, you know, the All-22, first of all, isn't there as early as it was in previous years, and then it's a little harder to navigate. You know, I'm looking for a discount. <laughs> I think they're I, – I would bet you a part of why it's hard to use and navigate is because they're tired of people pirating everything, put it on Twitter for you to look at. A lot of people do that. That's true. A lot of, You know, a lot of people have become film breakdown people you know people who didn't yeah, even play the game really good at it <laughs> some of them are good I, at it i know yeah oh um it's exciting I, I don't even know how to get into the all 22 but that's okay we're okay here i saved um a couple of apple podcast reviews um for uh to read to you um so i'm going to read a couple of them uh, to you don't forget you can rate us and review us on apple and spotify give us five stars that's always a big help 
um, and uh, and rate us uh, and give us a, a one to two sentence review. Um, that's always helpful. But this was um, from WMJ4. Been listening to Kevin since the Cooley and Kevin days. Nobody is sharper, and then in parentheses, sharker than these two uh, and more articulate than Cooley when it comes to Washington sports, especially uh, football. Uh, we love the way they go through it with scalpel-like analysis. Yeah, remember the Sharps, you thought it was. Actually, you didn't think it was, but many of our listeners no, it. thought it was the Sharks when we referred to the Sharps. Um, here's something. Uh, the negativity, this is one of those reviews that isn't that favorable um, from I Want to Be DJ. Uh, the negativity is just too, too much for me. I'm sorry about that. I'm hitting the unfollow button. I became a fan of the podcast because of Cooley. And found that both Kevin and Cooley made for a fun and informative show. But since Cooley's moved on to the underground, uh, it's not the A-plus it once was. Um, uh, and they gave us uh, fewer than five stars. Um, yeah, I, I, I can... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not in the underground. I'm way higher than you right now. Uh, yeah, you are. You're much higher. But people think you've gone sort of underground because you're... You've been uh, MIA for uh, – you've been MIA on this show since I'm the draft. I'm not MIA. I'm not in your world. I don't live in your world. I'm not missing an action. I know you're not. Right here. On this podcast. I'm doing my thing. Oh, here's another one from Marcus13. Not going to lie, I wasn't sure when Cooley moved back under the earth that I would still listen to a Sheehan solo show. I was wrong. I still miss Cooley, but Kevin's an excellent listen, yada, yada, yada. That was very nice. And five stars from Marcus13. People uh, underground might have been and then under the earth. When I was doing the, well, might have maybe that reference was to when I was doing your show with you in that in the nineteen fifty two radio studio in Powell in Powell, Wyoming, and it did sound like I was under the earth sometimes when we yeah. get the computer connection. Well, those people were nice, so maybe that they let you come in and do the show from there. Uh, real quickly though, on the last I tweet for it. On the last tweet you sent out, where you were retweeting a podcast that we did together, the podcast description said, Kevin and Cooley talk about a wide variety of topics, including Brandon Sheriff, Mark Turgeon, Deshaun Watson. This was long before the Deshaun Watson uh, you know, uh, disaster. And Cooley's Aunt Cindy and more. I don't remember what the conversation was about Cindy. Do you? I'm sure it was nice. I don't know. I don't remember. CTE. <laughs> CTE. You don't have CTE. Um, and hopefully <laughs> Aunt, Aunt Cindy doesn't have it either. Hopefully she's doing well. So tell, yeah. so tell everybody what you've been up to. I, I just, I don't know. I just sit around on the back deck and drink beers. And <laughs> look, out, look out at the sky. Seriously. Put my thumbs a little bit. Seriously, tell everybody. Dude, man, you know what I've been up to. I mean, anybody that knows, anybody that's got a an eight year old and a five year old. Well, my daughter's almost eight. My son just turned five. That's what I'm up to. I do that. I took my son golfing yesterday. He's just turned five. He played eighteen holes with me. He yeah. asked me if he's gonna if he wins on every hole, but I, I gave him par is plus four to every hole, and I drive him all the way to where the fairway starts for his T-block. 
Can he hit it? So he, I don't think he had more than 12 on any hole. Can he hit it? He hits it. The hundred. He'll hit it a hundred yards. Have you given him? Have you and given him a lesson? His driver. I bought him. No, he just does it. He's he's actually good. But I bought him new clubs for his birthday last weekend, and he. I let him hit balls in our front yard. I, we did that in Virginia all the time too with him. And I threw the clubs in to go golfing. I said, "Do you have your stuff?" And I, you shouldn't ask a five-year-old that because the answer is, you know the answer. They never have it. Right. But I wanted to remember. So we got to the golf course, and we got to the first hole, and his driver is laying in the front yard. Like, we're not going back home for that. You use three wood you got. I kind of think that's true. I, I, I kind of would have kind of liked to have seen on the course if he had that little driver. But, shoot, he was hitting a, a nine iron over sand traps and – Making some pretty good shots. It was. It's a fun deal. It's a hard deal, though, because it's not. It's fun. And he was actually really good. And the second we played with some friends, and, and everyone's obviously impressed because he can hit the ball. He's got good hand-eye. But you're, you're managing someone the entire time. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that day where my son and I go play golf. Yeah. And he, he gets out, and he gets his club out of his bag. And then he gets to his ball, and then he hits his ball, and then puts his club back in the bag, not throw it on the ground and try to get in the cart. Right. <laughs> Whoops. Where, where, do you think these, where, where do you think these clubs are going? Well, Halfway the... through the round, I just I didn't use the bag anymore. They were laying on the floor of the cart. <laughs> it was just easier to manage. Sure it was. <laughs> but the fact that he didn't Pretty have his bad. driver is on you. I, he was fine. He hit the three wood just fine. Just, just like me, man. I, like, or you, most people. Your three wood's about 10% short of your driver. Just fine. Um, I would have liked to see him hit his driver. He was, he was disappointed. So I did that. I think I've talked to you on the podcast since I, I coached my little girl's softball team, which was a blast. Right. Sloan. Yeah, we talked about So I coached softball and. I'm not coaching football this year because we're building another house in a shop. Uh, so I'm, <laughs> you, you'll like this because you like all these stupid stories. I won't get too deep into it. I've been, I'm digging my concrete pad next week. I have to dig the footers uh, for a frost wall. For a what, for a what wall? For a what wall? It's called a, fro- a, fro- it's called a frost wall. F-R-O-S-T? I think so. Okay. I actually haven't looked up. I don't know how else you would spell it. Right. But where we're putting our house, it's it's filthy enough that you need to go down four foot with concrete by two foot. And you're doing this all by yourself? No, I have I've hired people that are helping me. Right. And it, you've been doing a lot of this for people that have been asking me, you know, about what you're doing. I said he does a lot of building of houses. And, you know, Maddie's got her real estate license, right? Yeah, my wife's doing real estate. Yep. And and I'm doing this house, and I'm I'm not – this is crazy. Everyone said you're going to need to do something when you're done. And I am not needing to do anything. But I'm getting to this point where I'm – I've already built a shop with a – a big garage, sorry. Let me use it, your terminology. Because I don't know anyone else in the world that calls it a shop besides people in Wyoming. <laughs> um, 
Well, I mean, it's normal technology. A big garage with a house in it. It's a big garage. Bigger garage, smaller house, which is, un, which is uncommon, but you do a lot of work in your shops and stuff here, and you have a lot of vehicles and whatever. So I, I, I've done one last year. It, it really turned out really well. Very good. And I'm doing the next one, and we're you got to move all this dirt to level it out and all this. And I, I'm getting to this point where I'm like, why am I not the one doing all of this? One, I'm good at it. I know what I'm doing. I can hire people. Like, why am I not just GCing houses? Well, you. So I have a new goal. Okay. For but I have to build this house first. Like we're ready to start our new house and be in the spot we want to be. And so we're we're ready for that. Our whole family's ready for that. Live in a log cabin right now. Uh. I, I want to kind of run a company, and then I want a Yeti cooler in the back for ice-cold beverages in the back of my truck, and then I just want to go from place to place and check on people <laughs> and maybe stop by the river and fish a little bit on the way to meet, you know, Joe and Matisse, <laughs> and then we'll fall it over to meet Tommy's crew in Thermopolis, yeah. and, uh, and then you could backtrack that way in over, you know, towards Grable, and mm-hmm. through Basin, and I will want one more job going on a Grabler Basin. And by the end of the day, I'm gonna I'm gonna consume like eight frosty beverages, right? Probably you know non-alcoholic beers is the, what I usually drink. Right, sure it is. And then I'll just drive around in my truck, and I'll get like another friend who's kind of the manager or the partner with me, mm-hmm. and we'll just you know just drive around Wyoming and, and get out and and fish a little and, and watch people do work. <laughs> I really think this is going to, I think I'm really actually thinking about doing this. Well, I mean, so essentially you want to go find people who want to build houses or do renovations and you'll just GC it. You've you've got a crew. I mean, you've already developed kind of I, I a mean, crew. I'm, I'm going to have to build a crew, but I'm going to be a great crew builder because I'm going to use the Joe Gibbs formula for building the team. And I'm going to make everybody feel important and, and we're going to have our own little team here. And I'm going to be the Dan Snyder who just helicopters in to make sure things are going. <laughs> <laughs> Except the helicopter is going to be a truck I mean, with a cooler crazy. in the back. Yeah, just a Yeti. Yeah, I, I like it. But the, the craziest thing about all this stuff, like, it's, we are doing our own house. It's in, I mean, you know what it's like there. And it's, it's worse here because everyone wants to charge, like, three times as much. Right. Because of the COVID stuff, and then the lumber shortage, and all the crap. You, you've been going through a house. Right. You've been dealing with people. It's insanity. And the difference is, like, people here, for the most part, and I, I love this about people here, just not for working my house. They finish Friday at, like, noon. They finish most days at 4. And every other week, they have a hunting or fishing trip. <laughs> it's like quadruple the amount of time to get something done. Like, well, it's a I different pace. Somebody, I talked to a dude. I talked to a dude about framing, helping on my fr- framing project, and I said I, we will be framing. Absolutely, no questions asked. Framing the shop by September fifteenth, and he said, "Ugh, <laughs> yeah, I'm out most of October." I said, "Oh," I said, "Yeah, we drew a permit in two twenty one for an elk." Like, 
Yeah, but so you're going to quit work for a month. Uh, it's you're a di- not going to well, work for a month. Yeah, I, that obviously. What do here? Yeah, I know. It's, well, that's not that's not that wouldn't fly obviously on either coast. But what's interesting to me as you're talking is you've been telling me this, and I think anybody that's followed a lot of you know real estate trends for places like Montana and Wyoming, you've had a lot of people moving. Most of your listeners. Uh, you've had you've you've had a lot of people moving from California into Wyoming, California, L- L.A. in particular, L.A. and San Francisco cities that have not that aren't the same anymore, and those people have to be more demanding with respect to time frame. I mean, I, I mean that, that uh, you've got a lot of people. I mean, is, d- didn't you tell me that that Jackson Hole basically, you know, is like. You can't even find anything, and if you do find something, it basically starts at $15 million. Yeah, well, most people in Wyoming don't really consider Jackson Hole Wyoming as far as <laughs> right. the type of... And not to say Jackson's beautiful. It's right. an awesome town, and there's a ton of really cool people. And, but most people, that Jackson is its own environment. I mean, it really is. Well, like are there the other DMV, parts of the state? Northern where, Virginia compared to Virginia. Are there other parts of the state where you see an influx of people moving into the state? Or is it just those? The entire pe- state. The yeah. entire state has an influx of people. It's wild. Uh, it's not the influx, but it's not the influx that everybody in the DMV area has encountered over the last 20 years. Right. Loudoun County built 14 high schools in the 17 or 18 years I was there. Right. That, I mean, that's crazy. Was it gross. that? Was it that many high schools? Really? I'm pretty sure it was like 14. Yeah, that's a lot. Something like that. It was at least 12. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Anyone could look it up. It was whatever. It was a lot. Sorry if I'm wrong, but it, and I think I'm right. But it was a lot. So well, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's just it, well, it's not. But it's not changing here the way you would think it is. What ends up happening is the people that are moving in are going. I guess they got to get used to Bill. Uh, Bill's crew and Matisse is is just they might come today. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they might show somebody up. Else, yeah, somebody, like that's normal operating procedure. That's that is so, really amazing because of all of that stuff. And and also the other thing is, it, so people here work to have fun. Yeah, they don't work to make money as much as they work to make enough money. To do the things they want to do, and that's all the work they want to do. We can, and that is we can a get out. Common thing, and I love that about. I love that about here. We can get out there. You know, uh, we probably can get out there in the next three, four weeks. Yeah, why don't we put you down for today's August twenty sixth? Why don't we put you down for mid September? I'll get an electrician out there mid September to fix whatever you got going on. By the way, as you start to do this, don't Wait, do you're the talking about. You're, that's funny. You think that's funny? <laughs> I don't even know if you're there yet on your exaggeration. Yeah, I, I know that, you know, we everybody that has lived, when you live on the East Coast, first of all, the pace obviously on the East Coast is completely different than it is even in, in big West Coast cities. But, of course, when I, we've spent time and everybody, you know, has spent time in different places where the pace is much slower, it can be infuriating. Um. But there's something also very pleasant about that. But let me just real quickly with respect to your 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 budding career as a, as a general con- contractor. First of all, you would be excellent at it. It's something you like to do. It's something you're good at doing. You know all of that stuff. You do all of that stuff. 
I mean, you're not you're not GCing a job that you don't know, you know, specifically how it needs to get to get done. But please, as I've uh, suggested to you in the past, I still don't think you should be doing your own electrical work. I think when when you GC, when you I wired the chicken coop that I built for Maddie two days ago. Uh, you're crazy doing that. You, you must be good at it. You haven't hurt yourself. You've gotten a shock here and there over the years. Didn't you get a pretty good it's shock at your tough. house in Virginia once doing tr- trying to do the electrical oh, on your own? That was, that was in my early, that was in my apprentice days. <laughs> your apprentice days. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, but anyways, yeah. all that said, it, it's what's amazing is just how busy you are doing just this one thing, my own thing. And I mean, I just told you why I'm doing all of it. Right. But one for time, two for money. Right. And I, and I have the time. So it's fine, and I, I do know. And what I don't know, I promise you, I'm, I sub, I'm subbing out what I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I am going to pull all my wires through the shop, which I did in the last one. But all that means is I'm going to drill all the holes and run the wires to where they need to go. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else will hook up all of the boxes. Back to your, that's, back that's to your kids. I, and they hook up to the breaker box, all that stuff. Anyway. Back, back to your kids for a second. Hold on. Back to your kids for a second. First of all, is Bodie still wrestling ten year olds as a as a five year old? Well, wrestling doesn't start again until like January. Okay, but he, but he will be. He's going to be wrestling people three, four, five years older than him. Well, not not quite that. Okay, but they he, have age groups. But his his problem is this year he wrestles in the six and under, and we like we just took Sloan to her first, first day of second grade, and they have. You're, you, all the parents go outside in the playground, and everyone's everyone's there at the school. Uh, and and they do this line before the classes before you go in the door. He's taller than all but two of the first graders in every kindergarten. Wow, he's not in school yet, so he's bigger than all his friends. He has four or five little buddies. He's a head taller than all of them. Are so you there, when he's in these wrestling things? He doesn't have very many kids to wrestle because they don't. There's. <laughs> I'm actually hoping he doesn't weigh over 59 pounds when we get to January because then he's being the heavyweight. They'll have like one kid every time we go somewhere. It'll be the same kid every time. Um, I got to get him cutting. I got to get him cutting weight. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I don't. I don't, I don't know if not, I've. He's not even a bit chubby. I don't. I don't know if I've asked he's you this big. before. When will you, if he wants to play football, allow him to play football? I, I think we've talked about this quite a bit and how I feel about my kids and how I feel about other kids. I, I don't – if I was co- – I would coach his Pop Warner team or I would try to because I don't like the way a lot of Pop Warner kids are coached in general. And not just – I'm not talking about you got to teach them how to hit. Like, I, don't, I don't want my – I don't think my kid needs to be playing Pop Warner football in fourth grade running the power eye. This is stupid. It's not even football that people play anymore. So uh, I don't care. I think any kid can play flag football until seventh or eighth grade. There, there is a junior high sports program here. So you, you play in junior high. You play in the other junior high schools around the area, around the state. You travel. It's not just rec or right. Super League or travel. Right. It's a school function. So right now it's seventh grade for tackle football in the school he he can do that then and he can play football until he's got two concussions and we're going to talk about not playing football ever 
Um, is is Sloan athletic or not? I, I mean, I know Bodie's athletic. We've talked about him before. Athletic. What'd you yeah, say? She's very athletic. She's very athletic. She's not that into sport. Okay. Well, what about golf? Because the last thing I want to say to ask you about Bodie and Sloan is you had him out playing golf yesterday. Yesterday. What about your daughter? Well, she was in school. Oh, okay. That's right. School is uh, pretty sorted. She likes. She does like. She does like to play golf. She did four golf camps this year, and she. She. I think she didn't want to go to the last one. She said she was tired of golf. Okay. But she like last year she had soccer and dance, and then she started softball. And she'd get home before we went to any of the practices, and she'd say, "How many jobs do I have tonight?" Like she called all the sports activities jobs. jobs. Well, you don't want that. You don't want her to think. No, but I, yeah. she, she does. She we have a, we've got a couple horses. She's way into horses. Oh, good. She, we go to the mountains. We've been camping three out of. Three out of the last four weekends. Yeah, you told me about that. And we go ride four wheelers and stuff up there. Right. You t- take that big, <laughs> you take that big camper, and you just plug it into your friend's house. So you got you know cable, you got air conditioning, and everything in that thing. It's not really camping, but the kids are having fun. Um, we we take the camper out of the house mm-hmm. and go glamping. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you know I. The thing with golf, you know this, is just being taught the right way at an early age to develop the swing at an early age. I mean, the the, the kids that that develop a golf swing when they're five, six, seven years old, those are the guys that just never lose it and they end up being really good golfers. If you played a lot of other sports and you came to golf late, it's much harder because it's that, you know, learned muscle memory skill thing. You've got a good swing, and you didn't start. When did you start playing golf? I started playing in junior high. You did. See, so you so you were fairly young when you started. I didn't play playing. a lot. Golf was expensive when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, it, it, never. I would never have been able to pay for a cart every time and to walk. Have you been playing? I had other sports. No, I didn't play a lot. I didn't play that much. It's also a little bit different here. It, not, and it's the same. It's just our courses are not uh, as challenging in a lot of ways. Right. That if you can just keep the ball out of the sagebrush, you're gonna be all right. All right. Uh, have you seen any bears recently fishing? I did. I saw. I saw two bears. Saw two bears last weekend. Last weekend. Saw, saw four moose. What kind of bears? Black, black bears or grizzlies? One of each. Really? Mm-hmm. And you were I pack f- heat, though. What'd you say? I pack heat. Yeah, no, I know you. I pack heat. I know you pack heat. Did you have? Did they? You know what? You want to know? You want to know a bear tip? Yeah, go ahead. I, I just learned that. I just learned this weekend that I like. Or when you're in the mountains, you should also always have bear spray. I thought that was a given. <laughs> I was told well, with a gun. Oh, well, wouldn't you try the bear spray first? Uh, no. <laughs> you, you, I don't know. You would just take the... Well, you, you, you had a, you had a situation a few months back where you were in the river and a bear started to approach you. Right. Was That, that was on the uh, bachelor was, party well, trip, right? That was a black bear. That was a black bear. Yeah, that was a black bear. 
Uh, and but they, they say you should have bear spray because if a bear did start to maul you, a lot of times you can't get a gun out of a holster, but when your bear sprays in your other holster, you can set it off, which would be awful, but you're not going to get mauled by a bear because you're getting your eye, too. So what happened with the two bears the other day? They were just hanging out? Nothing. We just saw them, and we just saw them. Nothing happened. They're, they're cool to see. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. I actually like the, the bears here. I'm saying this to you, and I'm going to go hunting next week and get bear attacked, so I shouldn't say this. But I actually like the bears in the mountain range that they are in because nobody wants to go up there. That uh, I mean, way less people go up there now because there's so many bears. Oh, really? So I get to go up where, where not that many people go. And what kind of what, what kind of hunting are you what kind of, kind of hunting are, are you doing next weekend? It, it's not next weekend, but yeah, we're going to try to. I'm going to try to shoot an elk with a bow that is ordered, and I don't even have. And if you think I've ever shot a bow, it's been since I was 10 years old. I think I actually think I can accomplish any of this. I don't. I don't believe so. And I don't even really know if I want to go, to be honest. But I have like four friends that want to go. And I feel like if I want to fit in here, I, I need to take off all of October and hunt elk. What, um, <laughs> real quickly though, you just, is it that the bear population in the mountains that you're going hunting in is increased because there's less, why has the bear population increased there? They've been much more protected over the last 20 years. The Got grizzly it. bears around Yellowstone Park. Got it. So the, you're going to Yellowstone, the southern part of Yellowstone. Well, in the, yes, close. Yeah. I mean, I live 60 miles from Yellowstone. I know. And that's... So it's not like we're that right. far. No, I mean, Cody and Powell are right there. Uh, Powell, Wyoming is right there almost at the Montana border. It's, God, it's just... You've got your geography down. I, you really, you've really come a long way of knowing this stuff. Well, I've always known I just where like you live. You lived. always look at the weather. I thought, well, I have. I have in my phone. I've told you this before. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now. I will tell you what the weather is in right in Powell, Wyoming, right this second on my phone. It is 81 degrees with light rain forecasted to start in eight minutes. <laughs> I have, <laughs> I have Powell, Wyoming. I have. Los Angeles, uh, where my oldest son lives. I have Nashville, where my sister lives. I have D.C., where I live. And now my youngest son lives in New York, so I'll probably put New York in there. But those are the, you know, you know why I have Powell in there. It's because of you, but it's also because it's a cool place to check the weather during winter. I understand. Yeah. Um, I know you want me to talk about football, and I know that's why the only reason you call me. No, it's not. But I have two. Remember when you said the, that "what do you got" thing? I have, I have one. I have okay. two things for you. I'll make them way quick. It's right. like a, I need to tell some. I was in Walmart yesterday. I was trying to buy those big Tupperwares. And I'm trying to get all my things out of boxes for moving that in my storage, right. in my shop. Two very bad. These two awesome clear Tupperware. This pile of them, clear Tupperwares, 120 gallons. So I drag six of them up to the front desk. They're $34 a piece, which is crazy. And the guy starts trying to scan them. Scan, won't scan, scan, won't scan. He brings over his manager. Ten minutes, I'm at the Walmart sale. They're trying to figure it out. The manager looks at me. She says, these aren't for sale. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I'm in Walmart. They have a tag on them, and I got them off the shelf. Yeah, yeah, they're not for sale. Since when does Walmart have items that are not for sale? 
Well, so first of all, <laughs> what, did, what did you need a 100? See, it's just because you're moving stuff from the house and you need it for to, to store it in. It'll be easier to store I, stuff in. It's so it. much better to have the Tupperware yeah. bin. Yeah, and, and you can see through it. Better. Yeah. And I got boxes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying. When we moved, I thought I did a pretty good job packing. I did a piss poor job. Okay. I mean, we got it all out here. So what happened? It's hard to see. It's hard. I got crap everywhere. And I'm really, a lot of my stuff, it's been over two years since I've moved now. Mm-hmm. I want some of my stuff. Right. So when was to start doing things a little earlier than we did, as far as new house, new things. But I, I want some of the stuff. I have this television that I really love. It's one of those, like, picture ones you put on the wall. Yeah. But the box, you have to have the box for it. I can't find the box anywhere. I know it's in there. Just... I mean, I, I have a place for it. I have a perfect place for it in my main living room. It'll work perfect. It's like the right size. Right. I don't want to go buy another one. And that's where I can watch football games. So I can talk to you about things. Well, I mean, the thing I, I was going to tell everybody, you, you're you not paying attention to this team, but you, you are still into football and watching football and actually betting on football a little bit as well. Real quickly, though, so they didn't. Ha- they were tagged. They were on the shelf, and they came over. and The manager said, "Yeah, these aren't for sale." So and they uh, left without bins. Okay. What a wa- but here, here, okay. What then a waste this of is time. This is, this is where this gets worse. Huh. You I, I, there's no one else that has bins in Cody, Wyoming, like that. Only Walmart. Yeah, I mean, I I'd have to drive to Billings, Montana. I got to drive 90 miles to get a bin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and where would you get it in Billings? Or wait, or wait for or wait four days on Amazon. Oh well, you, I, I figured, well, you could you could. I figured by four days, Walmart would have them back in in their inventory. You got to go to the Albert the Albertsons and Billings. They're building the new Albertsons and pal. It's big news, man. I mean, people <laughs> are pumped. Really? Woo! Yeah, not just Blairs anymore, baby. We got an Albertsons. That's funny. Um, um, well, you, you just got to, you have to order it on Amazon. Wait the four days. God, four days. I could, ha- you know what? I could probably order a, 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 whatever you're talking about on Amazon and have it here this afternoon. I actually found a way to do that. There's a service in Cody, Wyoming that will drive to Billings and pick anything up for you. For- <laughs> Well, that size of thing would cost me like an extra 40 bucks. Someone will go to Billings and get it. What's Billings, Montana like? It's uh, it's, it's actually grown a lot. It's got about 100, I don't know, 100, 120,000 people in the surrounding area. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, it, I love, here's what I love about where I live. Everyone goes, oh, I hate the traffic in Billings. <laughs> <laughs> it's just terrible. 120,000 people. Just terrible traffic. Um, it's so bad. I hate it. I mean, you can't do anything in a car there. Is Helena nicer? Is Helena nicer than Billings? What's I, the- Helena's nicer than Billings. Yes. Billings is Billings has got a ton of like little casinos and things. They're bought or poker casinos and Billings is fine though. I mean, it's got all the things I usually need. Home Depot and Costco. What about Missoula? The two stores, Home Depot, Costco, and the best shield. Have you ever heard of a shield? <laughs> no. This is the biggest outdoor store I've ever seen in my life is in Billings, Montana. There's a Ferris wheel in it, bowling lanes, little kid bowling lanes, 
What's the nicest city in Montana? Because I know Big Sky obviously is beautiful, and people from all over the world. Well, I think the Bozeman is kind of the new Jackson Hole as the chic hip town to move to. Okay, which is close to Big Sky. Helena's nice. I've never even been to Missoula, but everyone likes Missoula. I mean, Montana. The University of Montana is very right. You're you're are you're probably not that far from Bozeman. Ninety minutes to no, Bozeman too. Hours. No, it's more than that. It is because you got to go right through yeah, Yellowstone. I ain't, I ain't that. No, you don't. You go up through Montana. What up towards Billings and they, then get on ninety going west? Yeah, I got to go like up through Joliet, mm-hmm. and then yeah, north. <laughs> <laughs> got to be careful. Got to be careful about that traffic in Billings. Um, what's your other? No, you, you, you avoid Billings on that. What's your other? What do you got? Oh, I, I this was. I just. I think of myself sometimes as like a magnet for problems. So I. I got this great idea. That I can take my covered four wheeler. It's a. It's an art razor. It's called a razor. Polaris razor. Mm-hmm. Thousand horsepower. I think I can take it up over the mountain where I've taken it before. But you got to go way up under these. They're like shale fields. It's like loose rock fields where there's big slopes down on loose rock. You got to be pretty careful. Look at this sucker stuck on the side of the shale in this spot where I can't move it. Mm-hmm. Dude, I and me and a buddy spent three hours digging a 15 foot by 15 foot road with our hands and feet. At about 11,000-foot elevation to get the razor up. No one else is coming to save you. I actually do. I do have a I have a GPS phone. We did text home. And my friend's parents were coming up camping with us, too. And they said, they essentially got there. They said, we knew you guys would be fine. <laughs> like, yeah, you could have just driven up and pulled us out with a winch. Well, what, so so it, so hours, it got I, stuck. I this out of a, I dug a mountain road out of shale for three hours to get a razor unstuck. Oh my god! That's what I'm doing. That's, those those are like the things I'm doing on a day to day basis. That sounds like a it lot. It was of fun. so. It was so much fun. Really? It was. Well, it was it, that's because but it was are, summer. What, what if what if it had happened during the winter? Wouldn't have been as fun. You can't. They close the, They close the road. You can't get up there in the winter. All right. Let's talk some football. Right after these words from a few of our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Uh, this segment of the podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag or MyBookie.com. Use my promo code KevinDC and they'll double your, your first deposit. They'll double your first deposit all the way up to a thousand uh, bucks. Uh, my bookie's got a lot going on uh, as football season is right around the corner. All of the week one lines are up. They've been up for a while. Um, the preseason lines, Washington actually in their preseason finale tomorrow night against Baltimore is one of the biggest underdogs in the final preseason weekend of uh, the year. Uh, but go to my bookie. They've got everything you need. College games tomorrow for the first time, and then a full-fledged college football weekend next weekend. MyBookie.com, MyBookie.ag. Use my promo code KevinDC. They'll double your first deposit. Football season's here, Cooley. What did you watch in preparation for this podcast? <laughs> You're the only reason I watch anything. You, I love that you give, you give me the notes of exactly what to watch. I watched the running back. I watched the quarterback. I watched Jamin Davis a little bit. I watched the third down conversion from Patrick Mahomes. You know what I watched? Only the things you told me to watch, and that was it. <laughs> no, you didn't. You said you before we started. You said you watched a little bit more. You watched the first halves of the first two preseason games. Yeah, on the condensed film on right. NFL.com, which I love the condensed film. Do you have you watched the condensed film? Of, co- of course, yeah. You can watch a whole game right. in forty-five right. minutes. Yes, I did actually. Finally, we started talking about NFL. dot com. I'm I'm not the smartest, but I did finally figure out how to get the coaches' film. Okay. And I don't like that you can't watch end zone and sideline at the same time. They don't do end zone and sideline. End zone are back and forth. I hate it. It's pissing me off. Right. I watched the things you wanted me to watch. So, what do you want to start talking about? Uh, Carson Wentz. I thought he was pretty good. I, I, I think he doesn't look as athletic as he has been, though. And I thought he threw the ball well. I thought he looked like he had confidence in the pocket. Okay, before Carson Wentz, actually, here's what I want to talk about. The preseason is so... It's a great evaluation product for your young players. It really is. I love being able to see young players get a chance to perform in games, not in practice. For your starters, it's 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 so nothing. I just it's it's not a deal. I I would say this though when I say it's so nothing, I think the Chiefs looks like looks like a better football team without question. <laughs> well, in the yeah. First quarter, and I mean it's that that was an apparent situation that the Chiefs looked <laughs> a lot more consistent. And Mahomes is Mahomes, and and even without Tariq Hill, it didn't it didn't seem to slow him down. They didn't have a problem attacking Cameron Curl all day. I mean, that dude got exposed a little bit. But so, yeah, I thought Wentz looked good in the pocket. I thought his tempo was good. Seemed like he felt comfortable. I don't think he moves very well. It didn't think, seem like he moved very well. think that's a preseason a thing? Stupid I don't know. Or maybe I didn't watch that much Carson Wentz in Indy last year. Maybe, he, maybe that's a... Carson Wentz injury thing over the past three years where he's just not the same dude as far as his feet and legs. Well, he 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 moved last year. What'd you say? I understand. I I said he took a sack on maybe the second drive. Yeah. Where they're in field goal range on third down and you're like, soft cover two. Throw the ball, throw the check down or run, but if you can't run, hit the check.
shutdown and take the field goal guy. Because <laughs> I, I hate seeing a veteran quarterback, even in a preseason game, maybe he's trying to make a throw or make something happen. He knows it's preseason, so I don't want to get too deep into it. But I hate seeing a guy not have the situational awareness. Right. Just have the check on the running back. It was Antonio Gibson sitting in front of him. You just dump it to him. Maybe he doesn't get the first down. Maybe he does. I think they'd taken a false start penalty from Cosme to play before. Right. And, but you're going, he's sitting there five yards, six yards. He might shake one and get the first down. Or, Kev, since it's preseason, you get to a fourth and four and you got a great opportunity to go for one. You're not punting from fourth and, ten, fourth and 14 on the 40. That's a really good point. Why did, why did they do that? Why they punt on fourth and fifteen from the forty? Just, just, just go for it. Who cares about the result of the game? Can I just tell you something real quickly? I want to just interject one thing, because I, I mentioned this to, who did I mention this to? Oh, your, your protege, um, Logan Paulson, uh, on the podcast. He, Rivera had said, "I really hope Sam Howell gets an opportunity with you know the game tight in the two minute offense. I really want to see him do that." And so I said to Logan, well, why doesn't he just do it? Why doesn't he just tell the team two minutes to go in the game? Uh, I know it's you know 17-7. We're going to pretend that it's 17-13. We've got timeouts. Uh, we, we need to score a touchdown right here. Let's see, let's see how we do it. Why, like, why not just do it and, and act as if it's a two-minute drill you know, with two minutes to go in a, in a close game? Like you can, you can do whatever you want in a preseason game. Fourth and fifteen. They didn't have to punt it there. Let's let's make it even easier. Ninety-five percent of dudes, especially the starters, they they don't want to play in a preseason game. <laughs> right. So let's say your second drive, you have three minutes to go score, score the football, and if you score three points, you're done. You can you can get out of you're out of the game. Take it down the field, two minutes, hurry up, in, in less than three minutes, and field goal or better, and you guys are done. Then, that, one, you can do whatever you want to preseason the game, obviously. But two, you're giving them a reason to do it. There's an incentive to be great in it, and because they all want off the field, there is a little pressure on it. Like, could we please go get this done right now so we get off? Yeah, I... a little pressure, a little uh-huh. incentive. I mean, I don't know, Kev. I don't. I, the fourth and fourteen doesn't bother me that you punt in the preseason. I don't. I don't really care. But it should have been a fourth and five because he should have thrown the check down to Gibson. Right. Or even if he throws it away, you, you're in field goal range. He took a sack and he got knocked out of field goal range. And yeah, I. I mean, with respect to his mobility, there's no doubt he's not as mobile as he was in sixteen and seventeen. But he was pretty mobile last year. He can, he can move. I, I my guess is he's played so little so far. I mean, what is it? Six total series, I think, in two games. Maybe seven total series in in two games. And they're just trying to get him into some sort of rhythm, throwing the football. And I mean, they've been running the football too. We're going to get to that. But you think he's looked okay? I mean, I, I don't. Is that is that your is that your conclusion? Like, what do you what do you what do you really think he's going to be? He's thought, obviously he the looked, biggest. I thought he looked pretty consistent. Okay. I, thought, I, I do. I thought, he looked, I thought he looked pretty consistent. I thought underneath he threw the ball well. He had a couple drops. I think he had a third down drop somewhere in the middle of the field on one of those early drives. Curtis Samuel, yeah. 
I thought his balls down the field. I didn't like one, I think, in the Carolina game that he threw into double coverage to Terry McLaurin. I thought he forced one to Terry McLaurin early in the Carolina game. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I thought, for the most part, the other the couple balls he threw down the field, which weren't completed, had enough touch on him and were not underthrown that he, he gave dudes a chance to make a play. I, I really didn't see anything in, in Wentz other than I didn't see the old Wentz moving around. Right. That I'm used to. And you, I mean, Mahomes, you know. So Baker Mayfield in the Carolina game, and he is the starter, by the way. He was named the starter over Sam Darnold uh, earlier this week, I think. Or maybe it was late last week. So they converted their first three third downs, and then he fumbled a snap, and he ended up with a third and long, and they kicked a field goal on their opening drive in the first preseason game. And then Mahomes went five for five on their first uh, uh, five uh, third downs, and then he left the game. So he was perfect on third down. And I guess what I would ask you is, what is your reaction to the defense? You know, a lot of people are sounding alarm bells because they were a horrible third down defense last year, 31st in the league. Um, Should people be concerned about this in a preseason game or not, especially against Patrick Mahomes? Well, I think that they are really lacking in safety play, at least in this last game, and underneath coverage, which I think is something that they struggled with through last year. I wasn't overly impressed with corners communicating, passing things off. I think it was the Chiefs game that they had some crossers, and Fuller couldn't pass off a crosser and come back, and he gives up a touchdown. Cam Curl was out of position a lot of times. Maybe one of the first downs Mahomes converted He's kind of scrambling around a little bit. The back had helped in protection. Checked out on a little swing. Curls, Cameron Curl really only has that flat area, and he's just drifted himself back to the middle of the field, and then he gets outrun by the back. Stuff like that it alarms me in, in, in so much that it's that's a simple assignment. Like, this is my area, and where are my eyes? Is that just going to get better because it's week one? I don't know. And I've liked Cam Curl. I, I thought – He's flashed quite a bit, but and he had two or three of those third downs were were literally just him. And I thought I think I don't know what Del Rio's installed or what they or what Rivera's really preaching to some of that stuff, or maybe they're finding out. But they mix man coverage. They mixed the, like a quarter quarter half coverage in where they got beat down the middle. Pearl got beat down the middle deep on a third down. Um, it's a, some different versions of cover three. And none of them looked sound. Uh, I mean, there was a man coverage against... I think the starters are still out there when the Chiefs' backup quarterback comes in and they're playing a man coverage and four-man rush and the quarterback scrambles for 18 yards. Right. Like, are we going to talk and communicate and have have keys and responsibilities? Or are we just going to get distracted by the first guy running across the field and chase it? Yeah, they should be okay if... Like we've said the last two years, if the front four, which should be dominant, dominant, well, you know, Chase, pressure on the quarterback. Chase Young's out at minimum for the first four games. But yeah, and I understand that. But it's also they still have dudes. Yeah, yeah, they've got. Yeah. And, and the other thing I thought was interesting is I didn't see great pressures created with any blitzes. Well, they did have that one so, slot yeah, corner when uh, St. Juice blitzed uh, out of the slot. I, I think yeah. I think it ended up being a four-man pressure. 
um, because they may have been uh, in nickel and they just brought him as a fourth rusher. But it, it was he was lined up on on the slot receiver and came. And that, I think that was the big play for Mahomes where he threw it down the middle for a big you know thirty yard game or something like that. I, real quickly, and I, I want to get back to to our team, but. Mahomes, like some of those third down conversions where he's actually flushed out of the pocket and then he contorts his body in certain ways and just sort of throws it sidearm across the field. I mean, who does that kind of stuff? It's really it's amazing to watch him. And and it's good to get that kind of work against a quarterback like him because they're not going to face a lot of guys like him this year. They did last year, including him, but it's you know it's hard to stop them on third down. No, it's it's amazing. It's what he does is so special and it's fun to watch. And it, you know, we talked about my kids earlier, but quickly, I don't give. I don't that we're not doing Marinovich training in my house. Okay, trust me, I, I promise you that. Okay, but I set up all these little games where I'll set up a target or I'll stand there and I'll say, see how fast you can run that way, and then you got to hit this thing throwing it back the other way. And I got him for running. He's having fun doing that. He likes it. But, shoot, I bet Mahomes has been doing that stuff in football, baseball, everything combined since he was four years old. Yeah. Yeah, figure it out. And I did say I don't think people have to play that much football until they're a little bit older, except for the quarterback. I think the quarterback's got to know how to play quarterback by the time he's about seven years old, or he's not going to be Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Really, by the time he's seven. He is. Yeah, but I, I don't know, throwing a number out there. But he's incredible, and the things he sees, and I think he's all, I, I don't I don't think he was getting lucky a couple of years ago with some throws. He sees things. The guy comes open where most people don't see it, and then his ability to throw the ball in any way to get it to that dude is, is amazing. But it's, it's even more amazing to me watching stuff. Like, how did he see that? I know one was a broken down play, deep crossing route. I think Curl was in coverage. Deep crossing route where Curl kind of got picked off a little bit. It wasn't the one read. He wasn't waiting on that. It happened. Like, golly, this dude's good. Yeah, he is really good. And they don't have Tariq Hill, but I loved, I don't know how much you saw of the kid that they drafted out of Western Michigan, Sky Moore. Um, number 24 was his name. He didn't have any catches, but he, he he's out on the field, and I've watched him a couple of times now, including last night. And he was out there as a returner, too, I think, um, uh, as well. Um, but Tariq Hill was, has been the most dangerous player with the ball in his hands in the league for the last you know four years or whatever it's been. All right, so I asked you about Wentz. Um, and... Oh, tell me, did you watch the Heineke drive right before the half that ended in a touchdown pass to Cam Sims? We didn't talk about watching that. That never came up. <laughs> no, it didn't. No, I did. I was actually sitting. I was actually sitting at the pool with my son this morning because I've told you I'd do this podcast, but I forgot. I promised him we'd do the pool, <laughs> and he was more important. <laughs> he should be. So I did not get. I was. I did not get to that drive. Okay. Sorry. All right. Uh, it was against yeah, Kansas City's. It was against KC's twos. But Heineke came in and drove him right down the field and threw a touchdown pass to Cam Sims, um, who every time he has an opportunity, he always seems to impress. 
Okay, so the uh, well, I mean seriously though, he knows the offense, he knows the system, he knows the twos he's working with. He's working against Kansas City's twos. It's not. It, it's one of those deals where it's he's comfortable and he's fine and he's in his environment. And we we both think that he's a great two. I, I think he's an exceptional two. I don't know if he's a guy that's ever going to be a true one. Right. Great two though, and if he got to come in for four games, he's going to give you a chance to win all four of those games. What were the other things that I asked you to, to watch? You asked me to watch the running backs. I know. I, uh, I want. I want to know what you think of Brian Robinson and Gibson, um, because that's been one of the big uh, storylines through tra- training camp in the first two preseason games so far. So we'll get to that right after these words from a few of our sponsors. Uh, so I, I did make a short list of things that I think I've told you in various conversations, but just things that have been going on with the team. I'm not talking about off the field stuff. I mean, there's been enough of that for, you know, forever. Um, but, uh, I did, you know, Chase Young's injury. He was put onto the regular season pup list, which means he's going to miss the first four games. I don't know if I told you this or not. The injury was much more than a torn ACL. It was also a ruptured patella. And so that's why there was complexity in the surgeries and then the recovery and why ultimately it could be almost a year before he's ready uh, to play. I, I, I forget if I had told you that or not. Um, they have lost basically all of their tight ends during training camp. They came in. Remember, you know, you really liked Cole Turner, the guy they drafted uh, in the fifth round out of Nevada. Um, he's been hurt. Bates has been hurt. Logan Thomas just came off the pup list, so it looks like there's a chance he could be ready for the regular season. And they've been playing this guy at tight end. His name's Armani Rogers. He was a quarterback at Ohio University. I actually think he's been really impressive. I did not ask you to watch him, but that's been a problem position. Hopefully, Logan Thomas is ready and Bates and Turner are ready to go when the regular season starts. They've had an ever-changing offensive line. Last week, they started a guy by the name of Montero at right guard. He he wasn't even on the team until two days before the game. Um, Defensively, uh, they... um, are still basically they still really only have two linebackers at any given time, Davis and Holcomb. And St. Juice is clearly going to be their fifth nickelback in their slot corner. Uh, what else did I write down for you? Oh, and that leads me to running back. So the big storyline of the summer is that Antonio Gibson in the first preseason game fumbled again. And since that time, he has clearly been demoted. And Brian Robinson Jr., who they took in the third round from Alabama, who has played well, and I know you've watched him through these first two preseason games, so that's what we're going to get to now. But the, the feeling is that Antonio Gibson now is going to be a guy they try to use in space. He's probably going to be their kickoff returner. And that Brian Robinson Jr. is going to be their starting running back come opening day against Jacksonville on September 11th. So what did you see Gibson and Robinson in these first two preseason games? Brian Robinson's a real running back or that's not fair. That's not. That's not fair. Brian Robinson's better. But he looks like he's played running back his whole life. Right. I know. 
I thought Robinson was really good before we talk about Gibson at all. I, I thought Robinson did a really nice job getting what was available, hitting the hole with quickness, having patience when they ran some of their counter plays and kind of hop-stepping and waiting for a guard to clear where some, some running backs will rush and run into the backs of offensive linemen. I thought he was physical, ran through contact well. To me, he looks pretty impressive. And he looks like he's got a burst. Like he, he got through a couple holes where he looks like he could t- he could take it the distance. I think he, I don't know what his high end breakaway speed really is. I, I mean, I we do because it's fast, but it it really looks like he's going to be consistent back. It it'd be super hard watching Gibson over the last two years and, and in these last couple of preseason games, and then watching Robinson. I think that the fumble was probably just the easy reason to say, okay, we're going to give Gibson a shot. Mm-hmm. That's not why they're – if they love Gibson more than Robinson, the fumble would have done nothing. I mean, you'd like, like him to protect the ball, as Mike would say, for obvious reasons. But I, I, I just think that Robinson's a, a true back. And I've, it's, it's so interesting because I've been – really surprised that they haven't used Gibson in more of the role that Memphis used him while he was in Memphis, that they haven't done more things with mismatched stuff with two backs in the backfield and then moving him out and running routes. They did try to run a little out route with him. They put him outside of McLaurin in a, in a tight slot, a little bunch there, which Wentz didn't complete. But I would like to see them be able to do more of that stuff. But the weird thing is, is if you are doing that, He's not J.D. McKissick. Right. Well. So where does, where does he fit in in that situation? I mean, you, you want your best 11. If he was one of the best 11, Bill, Bill Belichick could play three backs at one. But I don't think he is. I don't think, I don't know if he is with Robinson on the field. And it, even more, like, watching Gibson, you'd think by year three, you're really starting to get a better feel for push, hole, hit, hole, go now. And he's still feeling things out a little more than I'd want to. Now, and to be completely fair to him, too, a couple of the plays that he had, a couple of the runs were not well-blocked. No, they were blown up, yeah. So I want to be fair with that. But even still, I'd, I'd like to, you know, saw like if a baller back, even Adrian Peterson when he was 34 years old, is going to shake two tackles, make something happen, bounce, move. I mean, not every time. Or it's going to take a one cut and get in the A gap and get one yard, two yards, three or three. And I, I think I think Robinson's the guy that looks like he could do that. I mean, he really looked like he was consistent with where he wanted to hit a hole. That he had very good feel and vision to push the linebackers and to push guys onto their block to make the cut back into things. And then when they're running their gaps, their gap scheme stuff, which you would anyone has ever run a counter play or a power play or you know, a, a really even almost an isolation play. They're, they're all designed to go to one gap. I had great patience to get to the gap. You know, didn't over, didn't over rush it. Did a nice job. And and even even more, I watched him because I have this weird pet peeve with backs coming out of the backfield as receivers. And I did a pretty good job coming out of the backfield, not wasting time when he was extra in protection. He, he looks really good to me. You know. In Gibson's rookie year, you know, you you loved him when you watched him on tape after they drafted him. Uh, And obviously he wasn't a running back at Memphis. But uh, 
I remember very much during the 2020 season, even when he was having some big games, some really good games, you kept saying over and over again, he's leaving a lot out there. He's just not, you know, his vision isn't good enough and he's not, especially on the, on the zone runs, inside zone and outside zone, you were, you were highly critical of him even after he would have a big game. But you did tell me last year that you thought, and I felt the same way in watching him, that he had gotten a lot better at that and he was improving. I mean, this is a guy that wasn't a running back in, in college. Like you said, it's obvious that Brian Robinson's been a running back his whole life and it hasn't been that obvious with Gibson. But I thought last year – the the yards being left out on the field. I mean, during their four game win streak, he, for all intents and purposes, he was their best player as a runner. I mean, he carried the ball thirty times in a game. I I I agree with you. I, I thought he did do a good job, and he had some big some big plays last year where you see some speed from him. Oh, he's he's sub four four. I think. I think I, yeah, I get it. I. I said this before he came in to you. We talked about this. I think he's that niche H-back kind of role where you can do a ton of cool stuff with him. You don't have to block him a bunch. I'm not saying H-back in, in the exact term of the way I played it, but just so we're clear, like Ricky Sanders played H-back for Joe Gibbs. I mean, in that role. In, yeah, it, as, as a guy in motion, a yeah. When you went to a different personnel, mm-hmm. it didn't have to be Didier. Right. You were interchangeable, an interchangeable part with Ricky Sanders. And they were both essentially the H-back. And I thought Gibson could be that kind of guy. And with some of the stuff that teams are running in the NFL, you can move him around a lot. And for the younger fans, he can move just like I moved. But he's got that ability to come back and hit a fly sweep, to get quick out into the flats, to help chip in protection and go, to potentially block the backside and help stuff like that, to motion into the backfield and run an ISO package where he's going to leap block on a linebacker. He can do all those things. I think he's really versatile. I don't think his – I don't know if he's a Pro Bowl back. And so I don't see – why wouldn't we give Robinson more of a chance if we like him right now? No, I. You, uh, you do. You there. There's got to be a role right now for Gibson, and I, I've, I've struggled some with watching them over the last two years. And I don't know if it's. I'm sure it's more Turner, but it's a lot Rivera, and then so many times they want to get into these two tight end personnel groupings, and they did that at Carolina a ton too. They just don't have two good tight ends. They haven't. Right. So why do you want to put a two tight end in or your second tight end? who's on a scale of 1 to 10, a 3 or 4, when you could do, all you got to do is use some creativity and use Gibson and do something a little different. So I think it's been frustrating watching some of that stuff with their personnel packages because they're trying to do what they want to do, not what maybe your team does best. I, first of all, no, I hear everything you're saying, but I, and I'm going to, I'm going to, present something to you here in a second but on Gibson I still think he's got really high ceiling potential as a running back you know as a as a you know very versatile running back 
but this guy was really good yards after contact. He, he, uh, he, the fumbling thing, you can't, you know, you can't do that. Um, but, but, but back to, you know, sort of the way they're going to scheme it up this year. You know, you said you can use him in all of these different ways. Well, it's the same way that they want to use Curtis Samuel. It's the same, you know, in some cases, the way they can use J.D. McKissick. Jahan Dotson's capable of probably doing a lot of that same stuff. They actually have, I mean, I'm not trying to get carried away with their playmakers. It's not like they, but they, but it's like you can't put them all out on the field at the same time. And when you're in 12 personnel, because you want to pound it with Brian Robinson, which is really what they did last year during the four-game winning streak, to really take the pressure off Taylor Heineke, you know, to stay ahead of the chains and dominate time of possession. And Gibson was, you know, was doing it, you know, carrying the ball 20, you know, plus times a game. I think he had 30 carries in the Seattle Monday night game uh, for 120 yards or whatever it was. But if they do that with Robinson and you end up with, let's just say it's Thomas and Bates on the field. Well, I mean, you know, you only have room for two of those other toys, on the field, McLaurin, Dotson, Samuel, Gibson, McKissick. You know, it's, it's, and we haven't even mentioned. Well, you know, there's, I know, I know, and I know what you're saying, but you, it's, you put down a number of touches you want everyone to get and you create those different touches and then you create a balance with what you're doing on offense with that. You can say we still want Antonio Gibson to have 12 touches and four of them can be fly sweeps and one you can shift Robinson out into the slot and then shift Gibson back and give him a couple carries that week. But if Robinson's a better back, no, I'm going to play him at back. I hear you. And I think, and I, and I really I, do like him a lot. I like him a lot too. I mean, these are preseason I, games. Maybe a big part of. But clearly they like him. They they clearly liked him. They drafted him in the third round. And that that told us all we needed to know on 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 draft, you know, on day two of draft uh, of the draft, and that was they're concerned about Gibson. Because you don't draft a running back in the third round without the intention of him being a contributor right away. And it's played out that way. I mean, that's maybe true. It's pretty much true. You can let a third rounder develop a little bit at that position. Maybe not a maybe not a back. Yeah, that's my point. No, and but oh, here's well, here's the other thing is let's just say that they, Gibson was clearly the guy early. Uh, Robinson is almost any team in the league is going to say our number two guy is probably going to end up carrying the ball as a starter for at least three or four games just because of the nature of backs getting hurt. Right. Think of your fantasy football roster. Like every two weeks, you're like, "Ooh, there's nine new backs on the waiver wire." Right. It's just the, the, so it's, the I mean, thing it's, that I was saying. Not. They've got a lot of playmakers. Like you, you started to describe the way they can use Gibson. Well, that's kind of how they want to use Curtis Samuel. You know, J.D. McKissick was really good for them last year, and they brought him back. They signed him to you know to 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 a free agent contract. You know. Buffalo wanted him desperately. It's just going to be—it's going to be a challenge for for Scott Turner. I personally think he's up to it. I do, um, but you know, there's a lot of different ways they can go, and as long as the quarterback's you know good enough. Yeah, I, some of that. Yeah, but when, a lot of times when you have a a lot of ways you can go, you have a multitude of what you'd call gimmick plays or whatever you want to call it. I mean, they're not flea flickers, but they're 
you know, easy little screen plays, little fly sweep stuff. The gimmicky plays. Right. Your quarterback, if you can excel with balance on a gimmick play, every set of downs, your quarterback doesn't have to be as good. You protect your quarterback with that stuff. I think that was the goal. I think that's what they were thinking well, about all along. Not a bad goal. I mean, it's. I, I know. You know what's funny I'm is that the quarterback operates and runs them fast and completes a couple big third downs. He's a he's a stud. Yeah, I mean, I I think last year, you know, they they wanted weapons around him around Ryan Fitzpatrick. They even drafted a receiver in the third round. This year, they draft Jahan Dotson in the first round. Then they draft a running back in the third round, and you know, after the trade for Wentz and. You know, I think part of this, and it's not criticism of Wentz, but Wentz isn't Aaron Rodgers. He's not Pat Mahomes. He's not Josh Allen. He's not going to just elevate the rest of his team. And I think part of what they did is they recognized that, but also recognized that he gives them something that that Taylor didn't. Uh, But he's got, you know, he's probably got the best supporting cast of skill position players that he's ever played with. I think you might be right about the best supporting cast of players around him. I mean, you add Dotson with McLaurin, who's been there, and I think Dotson's really flashes. And to me, Curtis Samuel's been a stud. I'd like to see a little bit more for the tight ends. You did mention Rodgers earlier. He's an interesting dude, and I think he got after the run game. There's, a, there's, a, there's guys, man. I don't. Other than McLaurin, I don't know if you have like a true – Another stud star. Well, you said like you, you you like that. I mean, you love Dotson. That, you love Dotson after watching his. Oh, tape. I thought I thought I thought Dotson was terrific. Yeah, I thought I thought he was outstanding in a ton of ways. I, I was super duper impressed by Dotson. Um, you know, I like the new tight end if he's healthy. That's going to be awesome to see what he can do and how he can contribute in that fashion. And I, I mean, if I'm Scott Turner, I like as long as you got the balls to say. We're going to get it to who we need to get it to, and it's going to get spread out. I don't want to hear anything else but that. It's my show. It's The quarterback's going to run it. And you can manage some of the personalities in, in a situation. I'd way rather have 19 weapons than three. <laughs> well, they, 19's a lot, but no, no, no. It's a good problem I know, to have. But you, you know what like, I'm saying? Yeah. Is I'd way rather have too many. I, I'd rather have two. I mean, those are good problems to have. Right. Those are. All right, so what, the, the, what those else? are one percenter problems. I mean, I don't. We'll see how they all mesh and what happens with some of these guys because not. I, I just can't do this game that I've done my entire life and go. We got Brandon Lloyd and Santana Moss and Antoine Ranvillel and me and Clinton Portis and look at us and we sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. We can do that all we want until we figure out what they are and what they are with their quarterback. They, they have guys that have played well. They have young players that could continue to play well. I mean, Robinson's a rookie. Dotson's a rookie. Gibson's a third-year player that's never played back, and by the way, at this point, has never played anywhere but back in the NFL. So we'll figure out how we're going to use him. We have tight ends. I think Logan Thomas, you know you're going to get consistency, but behind that, we don't know exactly what we're getting from any of the other tight ends, right? I mean, we're hopeful. Right. Yes, so true. we'll see. We'll see. What, we'll see how they mesh, and that's a that's a huge deal. Did any did anything else? Um, do you have anything else on your list that that stood out or or not? It's fine if there's nothing else. Oh, you want, you asked me to watch Jamin Davis. Yeah, 
And I, coming out, I, I was not high on Jamin Davis, especially not as a as a first round pick. I just thought that was a poor decision. Right. And not it, so we're clear, so everyone understands. It doesn't mean it would be a poor decision in the second round. I don't think it's a first round pick. I don't think you draft a project in the first round, especially at middle linebacker. Sign those guys in the third and fourth round all the time. It's not uncommon. And, and I know he struggled. He look he looks more comfortable to me. Like he's not looking around wondering what his job is. You know, am I gonna? He's playing a little bit quicker. I'd like to see still see that speed. I like I don't see the speed that he has. But, he, but, but, but you know when, he has when, it. when the ball carrier is out towards the sideline. Yeah, he can have you'll see speed, but I don't see that initial instinct quickness and speed. And he still gets blocked a little more than I'd like him to get blocked. But I thought he played with a lot, a lot more confidence. I thought he played like he looked a lot more comfortable in watching him in two games. Well, he's not being asked to be the middle linebacker anymore. You know, with all of the thinking, he's being asked to just kind of go play football, and hopefully that'll work out. Um, no, I mean, I, I understand that, but when they drafted him, that was kind of the intent. Right. All right, make sure... I, well, at least I thought it was. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they just wanted a guy that can go play football. We're, um, we're still trying to figure out whether or not Cooley's going to watch games and come on here and do some film breakdown. We'll have more news on that at some point, I'm sure. In the meantime, definitely you know, make sure you've got some bear spray on you for next weekend. Yeah, I'll get some bear spray. We, we, you're right. We are still trying to figure out if I'm going to watch games. All of us, including me. I'm not sure if I'm going to. I, here's what I can promise you for certain. What? I can promise you I will watch games not in October. You're... We take the month of October off here. It's a, it's a holiday month called hunting month. <laughs> it's the hunting month. Yeah. And we... Probably a couple November. Probably a couple Sundays in November. I'm going to be out hunting birds. So, I mean, it's not, you know, we'll do a few here and there. Well, it do, it doesn't mean that what you can't well because you you won't be coming back to the house after you hunt on the weekend. If you're back on Monday, you can you can watch the game and then come on here on on Wednesday and do a little film discussion. I, I could do that. You, you're absolutely I right. Can give I, you, I can that. give you. If after, I could get my what? goddamn Tupperwares so I could go find the rest of my TV yeah. things, so uh-huh. I can put up a, a, one more TV, so I don't have to go hide and like hide in my loft. It's not for sale. It's got if a tag get, on it, but it's not for get, sale. Sorry, if, sir. If I get the if I get the Tupperwares, then maybe I could get the TV up because <laughs> I'm not buying a new one. It was expensive. Sorry. Well, all your listen. All you got to do is on Monday nights. I'll text you. All right. This is what happened in the game. This is what I want you to look at, and you'll just watch the condensed version of the game, and then go into the all twenty-two and 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 complete the assignments that I've given you. <laughs> I mean, I, I will make a deal with you. We will actually negotiate this whole contract on the air. Are you ready? Okay, go ahead. You, you ready? Yeah. It's going to be super easy. Because I am going to come out to see you for one day here. I know you are. In October, which is killing my hunting. Well, we, um, right. You. I mean, during hunting, mu- hunting month, you're actually coming back east for a wedding. I got a wedding I got to go to. Yeah, so I'm going to see you when you come back. So you're going to see me when you come back. So I am going to come out and see you. As soon as you what? book a trip for next July at any point, mm-hmm. and you send me your flight details, I'll do your show. 
Does it have to be next July? Could it be like in the spring? It just needs to be a trip. You want to have a good time or a great time? Well, I want to have a great time. You know, I want to come out and I want to fish. I don't. I, I don't you care. You know about... what? I'm gonna. Here's what. Here's what. Here's what I want. What? You, you book a trip anytime you want. In. I mean, it'd be if you did it. You know, if you did it now. We could go do the bear spray thing together. That might be great. <laughs> I'm sure you won't. I can't do it but now. I, you I, do I, it sometime I, in the lull of your business between next. Actually, you know what would be great is if you did uh, like early May before school gets out. And then I don't have to worry about the kids the whole time. Er, next er, May would be. Early May. I mean, right when the NFL draft is over, that's when we can All do I it. All I need to do is you figure out a day and you. Day. I'm not flying out there for one day. You fight, you fight, no, you 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 got to stay. It's six days minimum. Oh, it could be like flight a flight to flight. Will, flight to flight will count. Like your flight days will, your travel days will count. So that will give you four days without travel. You sign a contract. You send that. You you fax that well, on Kara, over to me. Kara is going to want to come. She, I wanted to come. I know. So she'll, she'll cut. This is something we have talked about. I know I've told you this before. We have talked about coming out to see you guys because now just, just so you know, if you lived like, let's just say in North Dakota, it, the conversation probably wouldn't happen that much, but because you live in one of the most beautiful States in one of the most beautiful places, we've talked about it before. My boys have talked about it with me. They've said many times, why haven't we gone out to visit Cooley in Wyoming? I'm like, it's on the list. We're going to do it. So I might come out they with everybody. Come. They could come. They actually can't come in this contract. <laughs> and no offense to your boys. They can come the next year when the house is built, when we have room for other people. Oh, they could come. They can stay in my camper. Oh, no, we're They'll just, love that. We're not going to. We'll stay in a hotel. We'll stay no, in, we'll no, stay, we'll stay in the Hampton Inn in downtown no. Cody. <laughs> Not part of the deal. All right. Uh, no. Thank you. I will see you less if you do that. All so right. when you send that over, and then, oh, by, just so you know, if you ever, if you ever, uh, I can't say this anymore. If you ever do, <laughs> go back on the contract, it's it's $20,000. <laughs> That's fine. Well, I mean. Th- 20 th- grand. Look, so this- if you call me the next year and you say, I can't make it. Contractually, you are obligated to pay me twenty thousand dollars for doing your show. Okay, well that that part might get negotiated and haggled a little bit, but I don't think it's even mm-hmm. an issue. I mean, I will not mm-hmm. I will not be in breach of this contract because I want to come out there and I want you to. You I know, know, but you always say you don't want you don't plan on being in breach of it, but you you always have something come up. No, I. You know what the just truth? Like I, just like I did. No, you know what the, 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 tr- the, the truth is. The truth <laughs> like is. I did twice. You this yeah, week. you did it to, to me this week. <laughs> but the truth is, is I could have done it this week. I should have done it this week. But they're just. This would have been a. This would have been a perfect week to do it. It would have been a perfect I mean, week because I, ha- I have the I had the time off, and the rest of my family can't do anything. I mean, I told you I'm going to play golf. Um, for the next three or four days down in South Carolina. And one of my boys is going to join me for some of it. And one of the others might be there. Well, one of my sons is coming for the whole trip. And one of my other sons may, may come down for a few days as well. And Kara can't come. But this would have been the time to do it. I don't know why I didn't think about doing it now. It's too July, late. July 20th. 
it's just you wanted to do you wanted to go catch trout. Yeah, definitely. July twentieth. Okay, July twentieth. That's the day you come. July twentieth. That's when I know all the water, all the runoff, and all the mountains will be done. The water's clear, but it's not too low that you can't go really float through it and stuff. July twentieth. All right. So for the if July, you go to Wyoming, for... if anybody wants to go Wyoming and fish ever in their life, you're not staying with me, but just <laughs> July twentieth. For for the for the commitment, when I show you the booked travel, July twentieth, that means you don't have to book it now. I just want you to commit that you will do I, it, or twenty thousand dollars. I will, and but but the, the the service is rendered for that commitment. You know what? I'm not going to even. I'm not even going to make it. I'll make my part of the the contract a commitment. I'm just going to. All you got to do thrilled. is say yes. I'm going to be if thrilled to have you whatever. This yeah, stuff, why is this Listen a contract? These are good things. This if, is if you say yes right now, it's a verbally binding contract that everyone's listening to. Just say yes. Say, say that again. If you say yes, if you've committed verbally to a contract, it's a verbally binding contract. I can hold you accountable. Yeah, but I haven't held you account. I'm not going to hold you accountable for anything. But I will make. But I, the answer I, I is yes. But if I miss, if I miss one, okay, you did it. The, the thing no is, no more negotiation. Do you know? So you, I might miss a show here and there, and you, now you can't negotiate. You know when? That. You know when Will Ferrell was on the Office for those few episodes after Michael Scott leaves, and he plays D'Angelo Vickers. And he's the the replacement yeah. for Michael Scott. And like the very first episode after the Michael Scott says goodbye episode, he's in the conference room and he's like, you know, telling like he's he's acting really, really demonstrative in saying, look, if you don't like this, here's the door. You can leave. And he says, but let me just tell you something. Thursdays, ice cream Thursdays. We're all going to have ice cream. And then he says to Daryl, Daryl, by the way, night school, the company's paying for it. Deal with it. And then Kevin Malone, Kevin Malone says, he says, well, these sound like really good things. And he's, and then you see the cutaway and, and, and Will Ferrell goes, man, that Kevin, he's got me figured out. And what I'm saying to you is what we're talking about here are all good things. These shouldn't be needed. You don't need to contractually commit to a trip, a fishing trip in Wyoming with a, with a good friend. I haven't, seen you. I, haven't, I haven't seen you out here in two years. So <laughs> well, we do. We did have that pandemic thing going there for a while, but that shouldn't. Have st- uh-huh. That would well, we did. You know. did. We didn't. I know. We didn't have that. No, we didn't. Uh, and and I didn't uh, follow all the rules either. Okay. Um, thank you for doing this. Right, uh, be careful next week. Yep. Will do. See ya. All right, that's it for the day. I'm going to do something either after the game tomorrow night or very early Sunday morning, Um, so look for that. See ya. I don't care what your favorite flavor is. Here's a bowl of ice cream. You either like it or you don't. That's my attitude right now in this room. That's my attitude on Ice Cream Thursdays. All right? Clear? Any questions? This all sounds great to me. But I could see how some people might think that they're bad. I don't know what to think. That is a, an astute observation, Kevin. Kev's got me pegged. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.